if you change the way you're relating to your emotions, you're already changing the habit. A place where I got started was just being able to name out loud what I was feeling as opposed to responding or reacting or acting from what I was feeling, right? I'll use the example of stress because everybody can relate to that. Ordinarily, when we feel stress, it causes us to either want to shut down completely or go and take some action in order to combat that stress when the antidote really is actually allow yourself to experience the stress and breathe and bring yourself back to a regulated state. The first step in being able to do that is being able to bring yourself into awareness about what it is you're feeling when you're feeling it. Welcome to Prosper with Purpose, the podcast that guides you towards your highest self, celebrates your truest self-expression, and gets real about finding your deeper sense of purpose and alignment. I'm your host, Terry, and together we're going to explore the conscious path to creating a prosperous business and life. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Prosper with Purpose, where we dive into self-mastery and conscious entrepreneurship. Today, we have a remarkable guest, Molly, who will guide us through the art of healing your past through the energetic experiences of emotions in your body, paving the way for a different path forward. We will also explore the fascinating world of energy healing and delve into the courage it takes to follow your soul's mission even in the face of doubt and judgment. Let's get into it, Molly. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Please introduce yourself. Tell my audience a little bit more about you and how you got started on the path you're currently on. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for inviting me into this space. I'm excited for this conversation. So my name is Molly Resnan. And I am an energy healer and spiritual mentor for women who are navigating their own internal healing journey. And I always say I didn't really find this path. It found me. I was an RN for four and a half years. I was an ER nurse all through the pandemic. And even before all that started, I had this just internal knowing that I wasn't exactly where I was meant to be. I didn't feel fully fulfilled by my career. I felt like there was something more out there for me. I felt like there was something missing from the way and the depth that I was able to really help people heal. And living in that for four and a half years led me to a space where I felt really burnt out, really anxious, really depressed. And I was forced into going on my own internal healing journey. And through that journey, I became a 500-hour trained yoga teacher, just started following all the breadcrumbs, became a Reiki practitioner, used my nursing license to go the holistic route and become a holistic nurse coach. And I've just kind of like piecemealed all of these little things together to create a holistic healing and energy healing practice. That is so beautiful. I am so excited to pick your brain today because I love talking about energy. I work with energetics in a different sense, like human design and astrology and Enneagram and understanding your makeup so you can align it with your business. Whereas you have such a more, not a hands-on approach, but the energy healing is something I need to learn more about. And being able to combine that aspect of energy with like our energetic makeup, like our design is so cool. I'm excited to unpack all the things that you do with energy healing. And first, I'd love for you to walk us through this concept of healing the past through energetic experiences of emotions in our body. Tell us how that works and what it looks like. I have really, through my own navigation, found this 
I guess I would call it a niche. It's like my specialty, right? How you said you do a lot of energetic work conceptually through human design, through astrology. And that's usually most people's entry point into becoming aware and understanding what else they are outside of this human body, understanding energetics on a conceptual level. And when you are going deep into your healing journey, the next step becomes understanding the felt sense of energy within your body. So a lot of people know by now, but maybe some people who are listening don't, that there's a beautiful book, The Body Keeps the Score. Your body, your muscles, your tissues, your nerves hold on to the emotions of past experiences within the construct of your body. So when you feel an overwhelming emotion, it's usually an activation of a familiar sensation that you have not processed, moved through and navigated in the past, something that you were forced to shut down or it was too big at the time for you to really process. So in order for us to actually move forward in our energy healing, we have to dive into the body and begin to understand our emotions as the energetic sensation that they are. So that's really what it is that I teach my clients to do first and foremost is okay, you're conceptualizing your emotions, but how can you bring that down and notice where actually are you feeling that in the body? And can you describe that sensation? And can you be with and stay with and express that sensation so it has a way to move up and out of the body without needing to just be constricted or contracted or continuously closed down the way you would have in the past? That's, yeah, (laughs) I love that. And I think, you know, once you go down that healing journey, and you do start to feel more of the sensations of how we feel stressed out, like not even just thinking that we're stressed out. How does your body feel when you're stressed out, when you're anxious? When we start to go down that path, I think for a lot of people, they can start to get very uncomfortable and like close back up. They're like, oh my God, I'm feeling like healing is, it gets worse before it gets better. I always say that. And I think that's why a lot of people are afraid to start in the first place. So what would you say or how would you approach someone who is very resistant and scared to open up? Hmm. Well, that resistance is a conditioned contraction around the idea of what an emotion means about them, right? Like we are taught in our society that like sadness means there's something wrong with you, that anger is bad, that we like to hide from the things that we're afraid of instead of to face them, right? When all of those things, all of those, I'll put in quote, like air quotes here, negative emotions, because they're not actually negative. We were taught the story that we tell ourselves about them, right? Mm -hmm. So the first step is beginning to decondition that story, right? I held onto a story for so long that my sadness was bad or wrong or shameful, right? So I learned how to not cry in front of people. I learned how to shut down that emotion when I did feel it. But if you can begin to disconnect the story and what you've been taught about that emotion and drop down into what it actually feels like. And for most people, this looks like maybe in the safety of your own home and some silence and some seclusion or in the safety of a practitioner who can hold you in that space, who can guide you into feeling what is coming up in your body. Because something that I love to lead with as I'm teaching people, especially people who are new to this kind of work and space, is that all of our emotions are just energy in motion. Your energy wants a pathway to move. It's here to tell you something. It's here to be expressed. So if you can allow yourself to drop out of the mind and into the body and just begin 
exploring like, okay, I'm noticing I feel angry right now. Where is that anger in my body? And just notice what it feels like, right? Just a little bit of an entry point and a practice in changing the way that you relate to and navigate your emotions. Yeah, I love that. My therapist has always told me, like I'm in psychotherapy, so I do a lot of inner child work and somatic healing, which is just such a beautiful yet challenging yin and yang process of bringing everything up and feeling it and then feeling like a huge release after. And something she always does for me is like put a color on it, put a shape to it. And at first I was so awkward. Like I remember my first session with my therapist when she had me close my eyes and try and feel. So we were bringing up something from the past that obviously made me feel very triggered and uncomfortable. And I remember the first time she got me to close my eyes and be like, where is it in your body? What color is it? What shape is it? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is weird. Like I was so, I remember being so resistant when she first did it. People don't realize how liberating it is to feel your emotions because it actually sucks at first. Like it's not fun at first. It feels icky. But when you can get over that hump and start to bring a little bit more self-awareness into your body, it is so liberating in how powerful and confident you feel after you kind of get past that. I've always loved that, putting a color on it and a shape on it. If you're new to it, I think those are easy things to do to bring a gentle awareness to your body. Because I think there's so much information out there about tapping into your body and tapping into your emotions that for beginners, it can feel like a very overwhelming thing to do. Like, where do I even start? That's why I like labeling it with a color and a shape. How you said labeling, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like one of the most introductory practices that you can begin to do, which sounds so simple, but if you change the way you're relating to your emotions, you're already changing the habit. A place where I got started was just being able to name out loud what I was feeling as opposed to responding or reacting or acting from what I was feeling, right? I'll use the example of stress because everybody can relate to that. Ordinarily, when we feel stress, it causes us to either want to shut down completely or go and take some action in order to combat that stress when the antidote really is actually allow yourself to experience the stress and breathe and bring yourself back to a regulated state. So the first step in being able to do that is being able to bring yourself into awareness about what it is you're feeling when you're feeling it. I love what you said earlier too. You said in air quotes, like we perceive these emotions as negative. Mm -hmm. And something that came up for me a lot of times and still to this day is anger being perceived as this really negative emotion. I actually love, this is so silly to say now, I would have never said this two years ago, but when something makes me angry, like that gut-wrenching, anger, I'm like, okay, let's get into it. Like your triggers tell you so much about yourself. And if only we were given permission to be angry and express that without feeling shamed or guilt, we could learn so much more about ourselves and give ourselves more compassion, more grace, more empathy. So I think growing up, I harbored a lot of anger. As part of my childhood trauma, I harbored a lot of anger. And when you're seen as an angry person or you're triggered a lot in society, you feel so misunderstood. And then that anger just spirals. But if we have this safe space to express these air quote negative emotions, we no longer feel angry all the time. And that's sometimes it's the littlest things that can change your life like that. And then you're no longer 
walking around with that anger, projecting it out onto everything and everyone because you've given yourself the safe space and the tools and the strategies to express it so that it can be alchemized and from what I believe in, kind of like returned back to the light, right? I always think about, especially when it comes to anger and violence and fighting, it's just two people or two forces consistently passing their pain back and forth between one another, right? So when you have, when you are considered an angry person and you're walking around dumping your anger out onto everyone else, and then it's up to them what they're going to do with it. Are they going to also then go and dump that anger out onto more and more people? It takes a person, a self-aware person, somebody who does have the tools and strategies to understand that they can feel their anger, have their anger, honor their anger, express their anger, and that anger doesn't have to cause pain for another person. Because that was a huge thing for me growing up is I was almost like afraid of my anger because I had felt the pain of other people being angry at me and I never wanted to be the person to cause another pain. So same thing. I repressed my anger so, so, so deeply. And that was probably like the last emotion I allowed myself to even gain access to. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, so kind of talking a little bit more about energy healing because I'm sure you know it's seen as some of a a bit of like a mystical practice. And I really want to debunk that, demystify that on the podcast. So can you explain how it works and how it's used as a tool for personal transformation? Yeah, so first of all, energy healing is this like huge umbrella term for so much. People may picture energy healing as like Reiki and this yeah. like hands over body healing, but energy healing is everything that we've just talked about. Navigating your emotions, going to therapy, working with practitioners, the foods that you eat can be energy healing. The conversations that you have with people can be energy healing. The music that you listen to, spending time in nature, like all of these things that cause an effect on our energetic vibration, which if we really want to get into it is absolutely everything in our lives, then everything becomes energy healing. But when we're talking about, yeah, right. When we're talking about the type of energy healing that I do with my clients, first of all, I know you said like debunk the fact that it's mystical. We don't need to debunk that. It is totally mystical. Like it is, it is not this logical, linear, clear cut, like here's exactly what happens and here's exactly how it works. It is a very subjective experience, which has a load of evidence behind it from people who have allowed themselves to open up to the ability for themselves to be healed by universal energy. And it's something that I like to look at as like science is like just now catching up with it, right? Like I don't know the ins and outs of quantum physics. I will not pretend to, but I know that those scientists are going to be the ones who are like, here is the proof and the evidence of what is happening. Right. And the easiest way I like to explain this to anybody who does feel any kind of resistance to energy healing is to explain what that energy is to begin with, right? Like, how do you know when you're in love? Mm. It's something that's felt, something that you feel inside of your body expanding, right? Or how do you know when you are receiving kindness? How do you know when you are receiving the vibration of somebody else who just walks in a room and either gives you that like, feeling or the feeling of like, Ooh, I don't know so much about that person's energy. Right. So I believe that we all as human beings have the ability to tap into being our own energy healer. It's just moving through your nervous system, the ability to be in your body, the ability to experience life through your body, and then to begin to even pass that 
allow yourself to feel and understand the subtle energetic sensations that are happening within your body. Mm. Now, when it comes to being an energy healer, this is something that has taken time and study and a lot of, lot of practice to first do all those things I just said, like heal through my nervous system, heal my own emotional well-being, understand emotions as energy within my body, and then moving from there into realms of psychic development. So really being able to feel, sense, and understand energy through the senses, mm. through the mind, through the ears, through the mouth, through the ability to feel energy within your body. And then from that place, again, it does get kind of mystical. Like if I'm 100% honest, when I'm doing energy healing, I close my eyes, I ground myself and my client into the now and into their own energy. I open my crown up to the divine and I invite that person's energy into, well, I invite myself into that person's energy field with their permission so that I can scan crown all the way to root anything that might be coming up within their energetic field. And then from that place, I pull through maybe like this thing that's coming up that happened from your childhood or a vision of a past life of something that happened to you on another timeline that's playing a role in what's happening in your life now. I mean, and it could get really deep and really esoteric really quickly, uh, but that's just like an overview of how I have developed into the work that I do with my clients. Thank you for the transparency and, and not trying to be like, it's not mystic. There's science behind it. Like I, I love that, the honesty. And I do think mystic is part of, that's part of spirituality, right? It is a piece of it. It is a layer of the work that we're doing in this world. And you touched on how when you get deeper and deeper and deeper into energy healing, how overwhelming it can be, like how many things there are to look at, to work through, to process, to talk about. And that's something, you know, just a more candid conversation on our industry in general, as a life coach and you working with people healing energy. Sometimes when a client comes to me, I'm like, oh my God, there's just so much here. It's like, where do we start? So what would you say is like that starting point when a client comes to you and you you do a scan of them and it's like, there is so much in front of me right now. Where do I start? What's like your first thing? First things first, I'm at a place in my career where I do just happen to at least lately call forward women who are like, on the path of accessing their own psychic development and their own energy healing gifts. So they're already pretty well grounded into their nervous system. But like, there is a definitive science to being able to open yourself to receive energy healing. And that definitely, definitely starts in creating what I like to say, and excuse my mouth, is this unfuckwithable safety within your body and within your own nervous systems. Point blank, period. If you are a client of mine, like you are meditating, you are doing breath work, you are journaling, you are doing all of those things to create that individualized sense of spirituality and connection within your own body so that you can feel safe enough to allow whatever energies that are housed within your energy body to come to the surface. But to answer your question beyond that, it is very intuitively guided and it is something that I'm also finding like the longer we work together, the deeper we will go. If we go into a first session, let's say you're a client of mine, I'm going to ground us down into meditation, set an energetic space of safety, call forward your energy and do a little assessment. And I always say like only that which you are ready to receive will be revealed. We're not going to go all the way into your deepest, darkest trauma if that's not what you are ready to 
work with yet. So the longer I get to work with a client, the deeper and deeper we get to go because each session after we work through, it's like once we get through this layer, now you'll feel safe enough for the energy of that next layer to come forward. And then once we work through this layer, then your body will feel safe enough to show you the next layer, right? And it's one of those things that's kind of like, what's coming through is like, choose your own adventure. But it's like, how deep do you want to go with it? Do you just want to come in once a month and have like a cleansing, clearing, relaxing session for your energy? Or are you somebody who's actually on a journey in this lifetime of following a spiritual path and seeing what it means to like ascend into being able to connect to the cosmos? Do you daydream about how you could be spending your time differently? Have you ever felt unfulfilled in your business despite being really good at what you do? Are you passionate about your work but often feel energetically drained by how you go about it each day? If you're nodding along, I want you to know you're not alone. I've been right where you are and I've discovered something I need to share with you because it is truly life-changing. Let me introduce you to a concept that has been a game changer for creating an energetically aligned business and life entrepreneurial archetypes. Discovering your entrepreneurial archetype is the first step toward building a business that harmonizes with your higher self. It's a journey of self-discovery that leads to greater fulfillment, purpose, and alignment on your entrepreneurial path. And here's the best part. You can get started right now. Take the entrepreneurial archetype quiz and discover the keys to a more congruent and fulfilled business and life. Visit my website at www.thesocialacre.com slash Terry Patrick Lakes and dive into the quiz. Your transformation begins with one click. think the work that we're doing is so fulfilling and so exciting because people are transforming in front of our eyes. And I think that's what I love about it the most. And but sometimes it's it's a blessing and a curse because I sometimes just want to shake people. And it's like, if only you knew, you know, like if Mm -hmm. only you knew what was on the other side, if only you knew how being more in tune with yourself, feeling your emotions, like tapping into the divine. If only you knew how it could change your life. I wish I could shake myself like three years ago, you know, and say like, do this stuff sooner. Because I think right now in my life, what's showing up is a lot of people who are very resistant. And that's interesting for me because like you said, you attract people who have that base level awareness. So you can work with that. And it's odd because I'm attracting a lot of people that are like, I know nothing about this. Tell me more. And that kind of spirals me into a situation where I'm like, oh my God, I have so much to teach you. Like, where do I even start? Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, like being able to see people right in front of you improve their lives in such a profound way is the most ultimate pathway of fulfillment in my eyes. Absolutely. And like full body chills. Every time I'm doing my work, like, I mean, I'm sure you... I won't project onto you, but like maybe feel similarly that entrepreneurship is like no joke. It's like the deepest spiritual awakening you're ever going to go on because you're going to be shown all of your shadows and all of the places where you resist and where you hesitate and where you don't believe in yourself. I always say on my podcast, I've said this a million times before, entrepreneurship is not only like the highest form of tapping into your fears and all that and doing the shadow work, but entrepreneurship is like one of the strongest pathways to self-development. Oh, 100%. For me, my path started as like self-development, self-development books, money mindset books. 
it started that way and it evolved into something spiritual. I wasn't always a spiritual conscious entrepreneur. It evolved into that. But I would say being your own boss and running your own business and leading a team, all of those things bring so much out of you that you otherwise wouldn't have experienced working with someone else. So that definitely has been the pathway to my like spiritual enlightenment, if you will. Yeah. So for me, it was a little bit of the other way around. Like I had my spiritual awakening prior to becoming an entrepreneur. I didn't even know I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like I said earlier on, I just had this inkling within being an RN that I like was meant to help people deeper, that I was meant to spend more one-on-one time with them, that I was meant to like actually how you said, watch them transform before my eyes and be a catalyst in causing effects on people so that they could truly transform and live bigger, brighter, more out loud lives. But a hundred percent stepping into the entrepreneurial space, already knowing that I was coming with this air of spirituality and mysticism and like what it was that I wanted to bring to the table, just having absolutely everything that I have ever suppressed inside of my body bubble. (laughs) all at once. (laughs) Yeah. But now you're doing such incredible work and it must just feel incredible to have broken that wall down and be living the life that you once desired. So I love that. There it is. We brought it back around full circle. I remember what I was going to say that while I am sitting in doing my work, having conversations like these actually on calls with clients that it's like this full body knowing that there's nothing else in the world that I would rather be doing in that moment, which I think is such a foreign concept for so many people who work just to make money and feel that sense of like, I'd rather be anywhere but here. Like that is how I felt in my career before I started following these little nudges from my soul and the nudges to heal and the nudges to just like follow a different path. And it just be like, there's there's no amount of like trial or tribulation or hardship within entrepreneurship that could ever take away that feeling of satisfaction of knowing that I'm actually causing the effect that I've always wanted to cause in people's lives. Yeah. And on that topic, it kind of leads me to my next question of the paths that we have taken are not traditional. I mean, they're everything. So outside of most people's zone of comfort. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, if someone who's listening to this is at that nine to five and they were, are just like you and they're having those thoughts, they have those breadcrumbs of curiosity. They are thinking or pondering about what would it look like to live a different life where I feel more fulfilled. I love what I do. I'm impacting on a deeper level. I mean, there's so many people that have not got past just the thought. There's so many people who go to work every day and think those things just like you used to when you were an RN. And I think that a lot of things that hold us back, not only our fears, but the fear that this field of work is so out of the norm. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes our minds can't comprehend like, well, what will happen to me if I choose that path? Like, will I be rejected? Will I be loved? Will my family accept me? I know those are all fears I had and still have and still process to this day. You know, I just shifted into life coaching and spirituality, spiritual coaching from running a social media agency full time. So my family are like, we need to have a family meeting. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what happened? And it's something, especially as a human design projector, like it is so hard for me to explain what is going on in my mind and my body and in the decisions I'm making and how it's showing up in my life. 
talk to me a little bit about taking the, you know, the path of least resistance, the path that is maybe seen as less socially acceptable or less understood. How can we sit with that and ground ourselves and move forward with more confidence, knowing how many fears are going to come up? Yeah. It's a big one. It is a big one. I am also a projector. So I love that. And I totally feel that. Like, I don't know how to explain what I do. Every time somebody asks me for a bio, I like something different comes through, right? Yeah. Like I have my certifications and my qualifications, but like what I actually do, you just have to trust me and you have to find out for yourself, right? I say like a hundred different things. When someone's like, what do you do? I'm like, well, I podcast, I create content. I'm a life coach. Like I don't like to label myself because I'm just... Anyways, projectors are like, we're a whole lot of everything. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's also a piece of the like rising of our consciousness, right? Like breaking out of the box of I am only this one thing and I only do this one thing and it's the only way that I make money and it is Mm -hmm. the entirety of my identity, right? It's coming back to the wholeness of everything that we are and allowing everything that we are to play a hand in what it is that we're being guided to do. And that leads me into somewhat answering that question that you just posed is the first thing I'm going to bring it back to the first thing that I said based off of your first question is like forming such a deep relationship with your body and with your nervous system because you have to go through the nervous system to get to the wisdom of the body the wisdom of the body is your intuition it's where you're going to get those intuitive nudges it's where you're going to learn like what is my yes and what is my no and sometimes you get that yes and you feel really called forward to do something but then you also have the resistance of your ego that says like no i'm not going to be safe or this person's going to think this thing about me or i'm not going to be okay i'm not going to make money those are just some of the things that i have traversed in choosing this path having that really grounded sense of practice of being in your body so that you can have a connection and a conversation with your intuition when it's guiding you forward to places that like don't seem super logical, that don't seem super concrete, that aren't a part of the blueprint that you were handed in high school that says like, go to college, pick a career, get job, that's it. Yeah, (laughs) I think when we sign up for entrepreneurship and specifically when it comes to spiritual healing And coaching, we also sign up for a lifetime of our own growth and evolution. So I know you spoke to, you're currently going through another evolution of self into what now feels more aligned than what it was that you were doing previously. And it's not to say that what you were doing previously wasn't aligned. It was aligned for that time. And then as you've grown and your consciousness has expanded and you've learned and integrated more and more information that you know can help people heal when you get that little like niggle from your soul, right? That's like, I have to teach more people this. Being able to trust, honor, and follow that. I don't want to say against the resistance of your ego because it's this very delicate balance of working with the ego and continuously using these healing practices when you do bump up against those moments where you're like, I'm feeling yes in this direction, but my ego's so scared. Like, okay, what do I go back to? go back to your nervous system practices and investigating the emotion that's in your body. What is the story that's here? And can I choose to let that story go so that I can take just one step forward? Yeah. The part of that I love is the, what is what story is here? What am I telling myself? So I think that's actually been one of the most transformative practices for me is literally grabbing my journal and writing down like, what are all of the stories I told myself my whole life about what I can or can't do? And when we unpack those stories, 
it's again, you're reaching another level of consciousness that allows you to take another step forward, another step forward, and again and again and again until you keep following those breadcrumbs where your life is becoming more aligned every step you take because you are rewriting your narratives, you're unpacking your belief system. Those are all the things that keep us stuck, right? What we Mm -hmm. believe, what we tell ourselves. It's not just childhood trauma. It's like, what are you saying in your mind each day? Like, I know I've had so many friends growing up who like, you know, those people who joke they make jokes about themselves, like, oh, I'm so stupid, or like, oh, I wish mm-hmm. I wasn't so dumb. Like, but they they laugh about it. It's like we have to stop writing those narratives and telling our brains, like, I'm so stupid or I'm so dumb, because how is that showing up in your life right now? Yeah. We can't blame everything on the childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like a baseline of information that gets imprinted into us when we are younger. And that can create like a certain trajectory within your life, but you always, especially as like a sovereign adult, as you're coming into more awareness, as you're exposed to all of the information we have about our subconscious mind and how our subconscious mind like is the thing that creates our reality at a certain point, you have to choose that like, I am going to be the conscious co-creator of the reality. And that's, that means I have to take a look at the reality I'm creating for myself right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And for anybody out there, I know you spoke to before, like people who are maybe in the realm of like, I know that I feel really stuck in what I'm doing and that there's something else more for me out there. What are the stories come after the, but after you think about like what it is that would really excite you. Right. And I always like to bring this story in. Like my first idea of what I wanted to do as a business owner was work from coffee shops. Like that was my vision. I didn't have a business plan. I knew I wanted to help people heal. I wanted to integrate like yoga, meditation. I had like a glimpse of that. But like my vision that I held for myself was me just like sitting at coffee shops working, (laughs) right? So like that in and of itself, just creating a vision of a lifestyle that you would like to feel yourself experiencing creates this energetic projection that you like toss out into the universe. And then you get to go on the journey of bumping up against anything that comes up beyond that but like oh i would really love to build a business where i could have time freedom where i could work from coffee shops but what are those x y and z things that you're telling yourself because that's going to be your first place that you want to look of like the blockages that are getting in the way from you actually actualizing that life for yourself i love it go down the rabbit hole guys <laughs> i love it thank you so 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 much for your time today Before we wrap up, tell my audience where they can find you, connect with you, learn from you, all of the great things. Yeah, I do most of my work, hang out most of my time on Instagram. It's just at Molly Resnan on Instagram. I am also the host of a podcast. It's called It's All Happening. That's also linked on my podcast. I mean, on my Instagram. And as of right now, I have an assortment of services that stem all the way from one-off sessions where we can meet and exchange and I can do a whole assessment of your energy and kind of give you some intuitive guidance to point you in the direction of where it is that you're looking to go if you're feeling a little bit stuck. And then it evolves from there. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a launch called Embodied that I'm so excited about because it's literally about everything we were just talking about. It's giving people the knowledge, the tools, the space, and the guidance to begin doing that work, to drop into the body, to understand their emotions as energy through the body Mm -hmm. so that they can begin to embody being that energy healer of their own experience. Definitely come find me on Instagram. (laughs) 
So good. Thank you so much, Molly. Cannot wait for my audience to pick up on your wisdom and your insight. I'm so pumped. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. 